0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Anne, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent four- and five-figure months and then on to six- and seven-plus-figure years without running out in the process. Today, Today is a podcast episode that super, super excites me for so many different reasons. You see, we're talking today on the podcast with the amazing Joanna Hunter on infusing spiritual wisdom into your business for a new way of growth. This is a conversation that I can only wish someone would have have been given me when I first started out in business. It would have allowed me to understand that you can do business with both masculine and feminine energy. You can have a business that has ease, joy, and flow. In today's podcast, you're going to hear how Joanna went from literally being in the hospital, told she wasn't going to make it out, to now putting herself first with self-care, which has led to the most amazing self-love. We also talk about feminine energies versus masculine energy and what does this even mean, but we also talk about infusing spiritual wisdom into your business for a new way of growth. It's an episode I would encourage you to seriously sit with just sit with and embrace the awesomeness, embrace some of these new concepts that you may have never heard before, just like I did many years ago, allow yourself the opportunity to hear business in a new way. But before we hop on this amazing episode, I wanted to remind you that if you're feeling stuck in your business, you have so many ideas in your head, but you don't know where to start or what to work on that's going to get the biggest ROI, you have zero strategy, right? You don't know what to do to move your business forward, but you know you need some help with clarity. In order to really move on, I would encourage you to head to my website and explore the variety of ways that I can support you, regardless if it's one-on-one support, my mastermind, my 12-month Profit Pillars Accelerator program, or one of my VIP days. I'm here to support you in whatever feels in alignment with you and strategic growth for you. Head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on the work with me button to explore more. Now let's get into this amazing episode with Joanna. Welcome to the show, Joanna. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for you to be here. I know I've been watching you from afar inside of Denise's uh, Money Bootcamp for a while, and I just love seeing you continue to grow and grow. You've had an exceptional year on so many levels, which we'll get to in a little while. But yes, I'm so excited for you to be able to uh, be here today, really talking about that spiritual wisdom that not a lot of businesses might be embracing but in my opinion, should be embracing uh, for so many different levels of goodness. So I'm excited for you to be here today, Joanna.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to talk about spiritual wisdom and especially in a business context, because I think a lot of people try and separate spirituality from the business. And actually, as a spiritual being having a human experience, it's very hard to separate, which is why quite often we end up with these businesses that are very underlined.
0: Mm-hmm. And alignment, such an important piece, which again, we can talk more because I'm all about alignment. And sometimes my clients get a little bit, well, and re, I'm here for business strategy, but I'm like, yeah, but I would be negligent if we're just looking at business strategy and not looking at alignment. Sometimes I'm not too happy <laughs> when I talk about that. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I always like to ask a fun question for the guests that are on the podcast. Uh, and my fun question to you is, I know that you live in Scotland and I'd love for you to share your all-time favorite place in Scotland and why. Oh
1: my goodness. I have so many. I have so, so many. Scotland is I live in the Highlands of Scotland. So you, you've got to kind of make that distinction first because the Highlands is like it right in the north of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the further north you get in Scotland, the more magical it gets. So <laughs> awesome. I live not far from Standing Stones or where the Battle of Clodden mm-hmm. took place. If you've got any Outlander fans, I literally live in an Outlander <laughs> country. So I know a lot of people are very fond of Jamie. Jamie. Um, so um, I live just really in and I, I can't say that I actually have a favourite bit because there's so many. I just love how magical this land is. Um, and if you come and ever come and visit Scotland, you really feel it. You really feel the magic that is here. Um, I love ancient storytelling And on retreats that I've held In my local area We always bring in a local Storyteller to tell these Amazing stories about Local landmarks mm-hmm. um, Giants and fairies um, The Queen of the Fae Apparently, reportedly Lives on the Black Isle are so many Magical spots here And that's what I live for, I love that <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, I mean, how could you not just wake up every day with some level of excitement, right? With that much magic just hanging around in your backyard good things could only happen, right? It's amazing, it's beautiful. And not to mention just to think about childhood memories, being able to listen to those beautiful and enriching stories about the fairies and the land. I mean, any kid would be seeing their, you know, big eyes and just embracing it all. So it totally sounds magical. And like I said, I always like to get people to get to know you a little bit more before we really jump into the business side. But now that we know the magic that Scotland has and the love that you have for Scotland, I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit about where did your business journey start and where has it gone? Because I know I've been following it for a while while. And that in itself is pretty magical to see where you started and where you're at.
1: Yes. So I am what is called in the business, a serial entrepreneur. So (laughs) I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 23. I have owned multiple businesses during that time. I began coaching people in business or mentoring people in business at the age of 24. Um, at between the age of 23 and 26 I built four separate six-figure multiple six-figure businesses from scratch with an initial investment of three and a half thousand pounds and that was it so I built those businesses I had um, three shops on three different locations I had a business partnership 50% 50% partnership in a shoe shop. Mm-hmm. I had a 65-seater cafe and bistro. And then, as if all of that was not challenging enough, ah. I had also a spiritual events pop-up company. And I brought all of them to six figures and multiple six figures. And I worked in all of them for nearly a decade, although the cafe, we had that for two years. And then we actually took the cafe space and converted it into a larger store which was our first business that we opened and i then hit in my early 30s i hit a massive burnout a huge burnout i had been living my life in total hustle mm. and you know i had bought all of the self-limiting beliefs and probably invented a few of my own like ah. you've got to work hard for money those ah. kind of things and Yeah, so I I hit this huge burnout, which resulted in collapsing at home with multiple organ failure. And so it wasn't, you know, a lot of people talk about burnout and they're feeling very, you know, they feel very disillusioned and very tired and things. Mine was actually every soft tissue organ in my body was failing. Mm. I pushed myself so beyond my limits of what I could Physically, do that. My body did the one thing I wasn't willing to do for myself, which was to put me on a massive timeout. Mm-hmm. Um, in the hospital, I was told to write my letters to my young children and that I wouldn't leave the hospital. And I was asked if I needed a minister or if I wanted a minister to administer last rites. And I had a very awkward conversation about being a spiritualist and that we didn't really go in for ministers, we had mediums instead um but that became a big changing point for me I realized that if I was going to survive this I was going to have to change how I lived my life fundamentally Mm -hmm. and radically and there was going to be no escaping this if I did not make a commitment to changing my life in the way that I had been living it um and so I signed myself out of the hospital after about 10 days um much to the distress of my doctors and nurses, and really, you know, they really felt like I was dying. So um, I, I thought, you know, I've got to, I came home and I got my journal out for the first time in a long time. And I wrote um, that self-abuse got me here and only extreme self-care was going to get me out of this. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what self-care looked like. I'm I, beyond a bubble bath. I did not know what self-care looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it became a journey of first defining
0: it and then embodying it. And for you, tell me a little bit more. I'm curious to know, like, because a lot of people will think bubble bath is self-care right they will think so
1: yeah and it's definitely I'm not one of these people that say no bubble bath is not self-care it is definitely part of Mm self-care but if that is your only definition (laughs) of what self-care is then you my friend have a big journey ahead of you and there is a a lot lot more a lot more so much more um First and foremost, my definition of self care and self love, which self care leads to self love, mm-hmm. is it is a thousand micro actions that say finally that you are enough and that you are worthy mm-hmm. of love and respect and being honored as mm-hmm. a person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, what that means is first and foremost, being true to yourself above all others. And I call mm-hmm. this method get selfish, mm-hmm. to really get yourself. I think so many of us are locked in this battle with our inner people pleaser, trying to please all the people. And we always end up with a short end of the stick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if anyone's listening to this, I can confirm and attest that there is life after your people pleaser. I had a very ferocious brand of people pleaser and um it meant that I hardly ever made my own list of priorities hence why I burnt out so badly mm-hmm. um and now I'm on the top of that list of priorities and it's just a completely different energy it's completely changed my life
0: um in such incredible and wondrous ways and so you started out obviously you said you know different multiple six-figure businesses you then obviously hit the burnout component of it and then you're like okay you start prioritizing yourself you start to infuse the self-care which is those micro actions you talk about which is starting to lead to that self-love you start to prioritize yourself on your to-do list and then what do you start to get into like what did you have to shed and what did you have to step into to get you to where your business is now
1: Well I sold my shops um Mm. I'd sold my shoe shop by then as well um we'd already closed the cafe and opened up a bigger shop in the space in the unit that we had and um the only company that my spirituality I'd been a lifelong medium I'd always had an awareness of spirit um and It was it was like when when the stuff hit the fan, it was the thing that I always went back to. I always, always went back to my spirituality, to my beliefs. I always went inward um, and this was no different. I knew that I needed to seek inner guidance. So um, I spoke with my guides, my angels and my inner spirit team. And they unfolded this incredible journey through me, which I call my guest selfish journey. And I learned to, through that journey, I learned to love myself. I learned to shift and morph. I um, couldn't work in the way that I'd worked before. I was left with the aftermath of chronic illness. Um, I had a lot of health problems. I ended up with five abdominal surgeries afterwards so we were our lives changed quite a lot we went from having obviously quite a lot of money moving through our lives to living on welfare and I just ran sort of like little small side hustle businesses um everything from crafting to cupcake making lots of different things um and then just as I was coming towards the end of my healing journey we were given notice on our accommodation that we had. we were renting and our landlady came and was full of tears and she had to she had to sell her house because she needed the money and um we weren't in a position to buy it so it felt really bad and we were like okay well we'll find somewhere new and it will be okay and things and we didn't and uh, then it was um and then so we ended up um, homeless. And that was a huge pivot. Um, I just finished writing my book, Get Selfish, The Way Is Through. And I, and I just had my book launch against the backdrop of living with my mom, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. with my three children, hubby, cat and a dog. And it was it was very weird, weirdest place I've ever been in my adult life. And it was that was the breeding ground that I basically decided enough was enough. I was meant for more. I knew I had so much potential inside of me. I felt the calling to create an online business Mm -hmm. and I decided that was it. I was going to create an online business and no matter what. So I went with my biggest loves, which was coaching and business coaching mm-hmm. and spiritual coaching. So I moved my entire operation online. I stopped doing offline events. And within a year and a half, I'd retired my husband. Then, nearly two years to the start, I retired my daughter from her day job and she came and worked for us as well. And then the business just kept building we hit, um, we'd, by that time we'd hit six figures and then we hit multiple six figures. And then this year we have done over, as we're speaking now, we've done over $780,000 this year,
0: cash banked and over $900,000 in sales. Dude, so good. So good. But again, that journey, right? That you had to get there for yourself. And also that you knew that no one was coming to save you. You had to be able to finally put yourself first, put those some of those limiting beliefs to the side and really prioritize yourself knowing that it was going to be key to you just being able to breathe and, and be there for your family on any given day. I know, um, I'm not too sure if you know about uh, another lady by the name of Melanie Ann Lair. And I was, uh, I've been reading some of her stuff lately and watching some of her stuff. And one of the things that she has also talked about is, the quantum leaps that people have. And she said, you know, when you hit that rock bottom and she talked about like homelessness, for example, illness, um, she had a concussion this year herself and a few other things. She said, people know, like, how did you discover? It? It's like, you, there's something in you that when you hit rock bottom, you're like, okay, man, I've been there, I've done it. Nothing can really get much worse than this. Like you out of an art and you're like, I'm fucking all in. Like I'm ready for it. I'm ready to kick some serious ass. Did that feel like the same for you? Like once you kind of was able to get your health back on, did you feel kind of similar that you're like, listen, we're just going full throttle. And do you feel like that contributed to kind of those leaps that you had by being able to retire your husband? So fairly relatively early on in the piece, And then your daughter, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Melanie's actually one of my mentors. So um, I'm in her her world. So, yeah, um, I didn't go full throttle because basically when I first started this business, I decided that if I could not build this business from feminine energetics, if it was Mm -hmm. not possible to build this business Mm -hmm. from feminine energetics, I didn't want to be part of it. I absolutely, um, I I used to be proud of my hustle and now the saying that I live by is hustle is for people who don't know how to flow. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, I wanted to build this business entirely from feminine energetics and I wanted to build this business entirely from flow. So there wasn't this full throttle, but I was absolutely going for it. And I was absolutely going to see if my theory of being able to build a business from feminine energetics was feasible. Mm -hmm. That's what I absolutely wanted to test out. And so everything had to be in this divine alignment and what I call super alignment. So Mm -hmm. where I'm aligned first and then everything aligns from that place onwards Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, the business, and I had a lot of business experience because when, you know, I started this business, I was already 18 years in business. So it wasn't like I was um, a little fresh chippy on the block, you know, yeah. there were there was there would have been there would have been questions if I could not have pulled it off you know like in the speed that I pulled it off in because it was really inevitable because I knew what it took to run a successful business and I had coached by that time hundreds of people in their businesses and looked under the lid of thousands of businesses by that stage so for me it was um it was this experiment to see if it would actually work and in the beginning Um, In the beginning, there was this feeling of, um, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I don't know if this is, if it's actually even possible to build completely in feminine energetics, because we're so conditioned and taught that masculine energy is the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so could I build a business from being instead of doing, and that Mm -hmm. was like such a huge switch um, and then I had my greatest fear when I first started building this business, because I had closed, sailed so close to the wind with nearly dying, you know, was that I was absolutely terrified of another burnout. So mm-hmm. I was kind of walking myself through that and through those things and it was in 2019 where I finally made the decision I wanted a seven figure business and that I wanted to go like, really, let's, you know, like, let's really take this car out the garage. Let's stop, like, let's stop revving the engine in the, in the, in the garage thinking you're all that and a bag of chips. Let's really take this car out for a spin and see mm-hmm. what it can do. And then at the end of 2019, I set up, I spent 2019 setting up more robust systems in my business um, that could handle volume. And then at the end of 2019, I got the download for the million dollar experiment. Um, And I, I remembered a book that I had written eight years previously that was sitting half finished on my hard drive. So I went and retrieved it. And there was a million dollar plan. And I had this real kind of epiphany moment, like, oh, my God, I've had to grow in these last eight years so much to be the person that could honor this and put this out. And then we just went a little bit viral. (laughs) And uh, over 4,300 people joined us um, in the million dollar experiment, which was absolutely amazing and um and all these people joined us and um we started the experiment on the 1st of january and it was it's just been an incredible journey a few weeks ago we celebrated our first millionaire to come out of the container many people are it's a 20-step plan many people are at step 18 and step 19 so they're very close to the goal as well um but it's just been absolutely incredible and it was it was a real quantum leap. We we quantum leap then moving into that. Um, and it's just been it's been proof that we can build a business entirely from feminine energetics. It's the our business in a way has been an experiment from day one. And I would definitely say it's a successful one. <laughs>
0: it's a problem. A little bit, because again, not all people will understand the definition of feminine energetics. Can we rewind a little bit, and can you tell us your definition of what that is, just so kind of everyone has a bit of a more clear understanding? Yeah, sure. So,
1: feminine masculine energy have and have natures. So, uh, the nature of a dog is to be a dog, and the nature of a cat is to be a cat. And Mm -hmm. a cat can't suddenly become a dog, even if it learns to bark. It's Mm -hmm. nature is to be a cat. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to have the understanding that feminine energy is nothing to do with with the the sexual orientation or the gender of a person as much as the traits or natures of feminine energy and the natures of masculine energy. Mm -hmm. So the governing nature of feminine energy is being. So it's when you're still in your being, and meditation is a classic feminine energetic thing. Mm -hmm. So when we meditate, we're being and we are still in and it's an inner energy. So feminine is coming from the inside, Mm -hmm. and masculine is an outer energy, and its primary kind of function, if you like, is doing. Mm So the way most people run their businesses is from masculine energy. So the mm-hmm. outward energy, the outside world dictates to them how they're going to deal with everything, how they're mm-hmm. going to deal with their business, how they're going to deal with business decisions. It's always based in the outer world. So things like let's do market research, that's a very masculine energy trait.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um and yes it has its place and it works right you can go and research your market and see what people would want to buy from you and everything like that feminine energy that same energy scenario how that would work in feminine energy as you would go inward and you would ask yourself what would i like to give the world Mm -hmm. what would i like to share and so you then get the information from the inside. The masculine energy is seeking the information from the eyesight. So the inner world is getting that information. So you're getting that information in feminine energetics from the inner world, and then you're presenting it to the outer world. Mm-hmm. So it's feminine first, then masculine. So you're doing in feminine energetics when you move into doing, which is masculine, it's all being directed from the feminine. Mm-hmm in the sort of traditional business sense that we've been brought up in and we've seen it's all about the outer world and then you very like as an afterthought you think about your inner world you think about feeling and the inner world is all about feeling and intangible senses and outer world is all about the five senses can I touch it can I feel it where's the proof um is there a formula all of these things and whereas. Neither. And one of the things that I really want to state for your listeners is there is neither is good nor bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like masculine. I hear a lot of women talking about feminine energetics and then they sort of almost make out like the masculine is bad. No, they're equal to each other. The problem in our society is that those two energies have not been equal to each other, which is why we have the patriarchy. But Mm -hmm. remember, we equally have the matriarchy. And at one stage in our world, we actually had the matriarchal societies and those fell and crumbled as well. And my personal spiritual belief at the moment is that we're in a time of bringing balance back, balance between the masculine and the feminine energy back into the wholeness into unity mm-hmm. and that's what unity is all about is bringing yourself back into a balanced version of both masculine and feminine how i work is i go into the inner world first cuz everything comes from the inner world the inner world contains our dreams our thoughts our hopes our aspirations anything that's intangible and cannot be seen
0: mm-hmm.
1: they also on a physical level that's where babies come from, right? The soul. And then you are, the baby is in, in, when the baby is growing, it's literally an inner world thing. And at first it's only the mother that can feel the baby, right? Uh And then eventually it becomes outer world as that baby is birthed. So everything, our natural order is to come from the in to go to the out. Mm-hmm. But we we have reversed that natural order, and we are so many people are so fixed on the outer world first, and then they're like afterthoughting the inner world. Mm-hmm. So I check in with my inner world always. So it's always in alignment to my inner world, whatever I do. And then my instruction for my masculine energy always comes from inside out.
0: Mm-hmm
1: instead of outside in which is how a lot of people operate
0: women in business get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from october 31st to november 2nd at the breathtaking gold coast australia designed exclusively for online business owners service-based business owners coaches consultants and course creators What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business Conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. a lot of people will be leading with more of that masculine traditional way, quote unquote, of business versus again, having that conversation today about looking at the inner, that feminine energy, where that can come from. And again, what I love is that you work from a place of neither or is bad. You know, I, I get a lot of wrath from, uh, or I read a lot, I should say in relation to like, if you have masculine energy, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, no. It's bad. And I'm like, no, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think, again, like we are who we are. If you look at human design, if you look at certain characteristics, but I do think, again, it's that learned behavior, in my opinion, where we've learned something without, again, really tapping into that internal world that you're talking about, that feminine energy, so I, I definitely think it's something that can be, um, again, tapped into. Uh, but again, that's why today it's so great to have you here, because I think, well, I don't know, you know, I, I know an example, I was working with one of my clients um, today, and we were talking about different topics for a webinar. And I said to her, I said, um I don't really care about the topic. I said, what lights you up? What gets you excited? What's your gut saying? What's that intuition saying? And she was saying, but, and she's like, I want you for the business strategy. And I was like, yeah, 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 I get that, right? But what is your, what's the, what's the feels? And she's like, but I want, like, what what topic do you think is better? And I was like, no, 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 we'll get to the topics. But that's not really, my my decision about what topics I think are better isn't really gonna energetically flow if you're trying to put that out to the world because yeah. it's my thought, not your internal right. And so she kind of got it eventually when I was like, listen, as a business consultant, if I'm not encouraging you to like lean into that, the fields, lean into what you're good as you become dependent on me. And I don't want people to become dependent. I want people to be strong and thought leaders and really lean into that. Right. Um, but again, to, to to our world is again, what we've been taught or what we consume is so different, right? So it's almost very counterintuitive sometimes, even though it's always been in us, but how we've either been raised potentially by family members, what we've observed in environments, what we've been taught on courses or whatever, is not just that straightforward, right? There is a lot of relearning in my opinion and what I've experienced myself that has allowed me to have my own quantum leaps over the last couple of years because of that, um, you know, what I was consuming and what I was told, right? So when we think about, okay, so we've got the understanding of feminine energy, masculine energy, leading with the internal and obviously the outer comes mm-hmm. into place. Tell me a little bit more about when we talk about spiritual wisdom collectively as a whole, right? What does that mean? Because obviously the whole topic of the podcast today is infusing traditional business with spiritual wisdom. So when you think of spiritual wisdom, what does that look like for you? And what would that look like for those listeners?
1: For me, spiritual wisdom is source connection. It's your Mm -hmm. connection with source. So Mm -hmm. I work on the principle that there is one source Mm -hmm. and that everything that you see is a byproduct of that one source. So Mm -hmm. all the people that you interact with is one source. The world that you live in is one source. Any animals, nature, all of it is one source. Mm -hmm. and if we look at it from a so I'm um, I study metaphysical science so it's one of the the things that I in fact I'm working on my doctorate for metaphysical science so looking at it from a scientific point of view um, the laws of physics tells us that everything is made of energy And if Mm -hmm. we look at that as a connecting force, that energy is the connecting force. So you're made of energy and I'm made of energy. So at one point we are made of the same thing, which is the one source. Mm -hmm. And so that's the scientific explanation. However, I go into the more woo, which is where the one source has a divine intelligence. So there Mm -hmm. is a divine intelligence in that one source. And, I really truly believe that spiritual wisdom is the tapping in of that one source when we tap in. And the only way that we can tap into one source is for for us is to tap into it, you know, to really have a personal relationship with the one source. Now, you can call that one source whatever you want. You can call it a unified field of consciousness. And that's what I believe the divine intelligence is. It's a unified field of consciousness on which... Everything is connected, and it's also, in my humble opinion, the highest form of consciousness. So, as we self actualize and become more and more aware as human beings, and the consciousness on the planet rises, and we rise in consciousness, we then connect more and more with this unified field of consciousness. And so, what if we look at different levels of consciousness? The first level of consciousness is very just about us. Mm-hmm. And we maybe experienced that where we didn't really think about other people, we just kind of thought about ourselves. And that's a um, a kind of lower level of consciousness to begin with, as we begin to do that. And we're focused on ourselves, because normally we find ourselves in lack, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of source. So we're finding ourselves in lack, and we're finding ourselves and everything is and the world's against us. And it's, Us and the mean machine and, you know, and the mean machine of the world against us and and we're, you know, fighting the good fight and, and all the things. And then as our consciousness begins to rise, it becomes more loving because the nature of source is love. So as our consciousness rises, we start to realize, well, maybe the world's not against me. Maybe, maybe it's just some of the world that's against me and, um, and I can maybe eke out a a better life. So we start to think about maybe having a better life. And as we do that, we start to maybe include other people into our vision of like, well, maybe if I help other people have a good life, um, I will maybe get a good life as a result of this. So Mm -hmm. Our consciousness is rising. Then as our consciousness continues to rise, we start to realize like, oh, well, maybe it's actually the world is responding to me. Maybe it's not against me at all. Maybe this whole time it's just been responding to my vibration, what I've been sending out. I've been reaping what I sow and I begin to understand that maybe my frequency is what's generating and projecting my life experiences and we begin to rise in consciousness and then we as we continue to rise in consciousness we actually get to a place where we begin to realize that actually that our best life lies in the helping and the improvement of everybody's lives and that if we begin to dedicate our lives to this idea of your what I call your soul mission, the mission mm-hmm. to bring as much of your light into this world as possible, remembering that your light is coming from that one source. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, we bring more source into the world, literally. And we're all these amazing conduits for source and our potential is so infinite in each human being. It's not um, its not that some people have more potential than others. Everybody is born with an infinite potential inside of them. And it's whether we are going to rise in consciousness in order to experience that. The benefits of rising in consciousness is that your perspective changes and it becomes a higher and higher perspective. And if we use a mountain, for instance, as I climb up the mountain, I can see more. And once I finally get to the pinnacle of that mountain, I can see it all. I can mm-hmm. see the entire landscape around me. But when I'm down in that grassroots at the bottom of the mountain, I can see mountain. I can see maybe the village and I can see all the little things, but I don't maybe appreciate that the village is only one village of maybe 50 villages that Mm. actually live around the mountain. But when I'm on that peak, I will be able to observe all 50 villages and be able to see the interconnectedness of things. And this is ultimately what I teach is to bring people into these higher states of consciousness
0: is there? I mean, obviously, individuals are very different. And so I'm assuming here that, that people will, it can take some people very quickly to go through different levels of consciousness, while others, it could be tougher, right, depending on what barriers and internal messiness that they've got to work with. Is that a correct uh, assumption?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I have this saying in my business, and I know that it really annoys some of my... <laughs> students which is you're not ready till you're ready mm-hmm. um and you know and so people ask quite often the question and I'm sure you get this question all the all the time how do I get that result mm-hmm. and you probably have already gotten to the level of consciousness where you realize how did I get that result it's not such a clever idea because that's such a clever question because although it is a, a question it's not the best question um, and so in my world what I say to people is don't ask the question of how can I get that result ask that question what would it take for me to be ready for that result
0: mm-hmm.
1: because people get the results that they're ready for they don't get and they don't get them a moment before and a moment after they're ready they get them when they're ready that's it mm-hmm. and so it's about readying yourself for the result and quite often you know I remember once uh, working with a client and um incredible woman who came to me and she what was really lovely was she came to me with her dreams intact and that's very rare for adults (laughs) to come to me with their dreams intact because what happens is we negotiate our dreams we negotiate them down we think well if I do this then maybe I can have that later Mm
0: -hmm. instead
1: of actually presenting this is what I wanted but what was really funny was um on our very first session I had a look at her website and, she, and I said to her, you literally have given me like, there's no way for me to give you money. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I'm on your website. I said, there's absolutely no way for you, for me to give you money. Like, there's no way for me to give you money. Go, mm-hmm. go and have a look. Come on. We'll go and have a look at this website together. And we went through it and she had a Patreon link. Um, and that was literally the only way that I could part with money mm-hmm. on her website. And I was like, this is why you're not making money online because mm-hmm. there's no way for me to make money online. And so yeah. we had a bit of a laugh about it, but this is this is like a classic example of being you're not ready till you're ready mm-hmm. right? And and just realizing that she wasn't quite ready yet and she had to go through some stuff. And then often, you know, one of the things in getting yourself ready is do you have the container to catch mm-hmm. that experience, a.k.a. Do you have a link on your website that someone can actually purchase something? Or another classic example that I see a lot in people's businesses is that they're wanting to make these big money months, like 100K months or 50K months, or, you know, even wanting to have their first five-figure months. And then you look at their product suite, and the product suite is not designed to catch an experience like that. Mm. and if it is designed at all to um catch an experience it it would need volume like a massive volume which obviously is um is a kind of slightly harder job because you need more people to align and say yes that offers for me thank you very much Mm -hmm. um which you know requires a little bit more like work in your marketing and your doing Mm -hmm. um whereas in you know if you look at are you set up to You know, catch these experiences and things like that. And this is why people are just not ready till they're ready, because when you're ready, all of these pieces align, all of these pieces fall into place. So, a better question, in my humble opinion, is what would it look like for me to be ready? What would it look like for me to be ready to catch this larger experience that I want, as opposed to how did you do that? Because my how is my personal experience, it may not translate
0: for another human. But also, would you also take that one step further in that people want to know the how to avoid the failure?
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, this is one of the things that of masculine conditioning really is that we have been, you know, mas- if we look at feminine, um, feminine and masculine energy, um, of which one can walk with failure better, feminine energy 100% walks with failure better. Masculine, it is an apparent mm-hmm. ideal. And I think a lot of men, and this is referring to the gender men, Mm -hmm. is that a lot of men have this pressure that they cannot F up, they cannot, Mm -hmm. they have to 100%, um, you know, get it right every single time. And and this is, I think, a, a real problem for people and is and especially men you know they face that and the thing is I don't believe in failure I believe that everything is is ways that worked and ways that didn't work and the information is just as valuable as each other 100 you know you know and I think that's it and as long as you are taking that information I call any information that happens to you good bad or indifferent, however your human wants to judge that that was a good experience that was a bad experience just see it as an experience that's looking from the soul and the source perspective. So mm-hmm. see it as an experience and all of it is raw data to further your mission in life.
0: I know for me, I was, uh, I ran, I looked at my value ladder, you know, you could look at a value ladder, container, thesis ecosystem, whatever word you want to use. And one of the things that I did is, is I created this program, totally in alignment, totally love it. Um, but being able to have that container, being able to make sure that the energetic match was there. There's a few things that I was working on in my life at the time. And someone said in my team and even my Facebook ads manager said like, and you're very calm about everything. Like most people are upset that they haven't got the numbers or their cost per leads are too high or this or that. And I said, listen, the universe is giving me what I need. Why try and manipulate what that outcome is because I'll get what I need. And a lot of people in my team and, and like I said, the ads team, They're not met with that answer very often. They're met with people. Why isn't this happening? Why is it this happening? And I was like, okay, are ads running? Yes. Did we do the copy? Yes. Could we change copy? Yes. Can we try different graphics? Yes. Are we doing all of that? Yes. All right. We'll just let whatever happens, happens, right? Like, it's not like we're sitting here not adapting. It's not like we're not looking at the data. We are, and we're pivoting accordingly. But why get upset? So in that one, I wanted a minimum of 50 people, and I got 13. And people are like, but and, you know, we didn't hit target. We didn't hit target now but we might hit target next time i was like there's a reason why we didn't hit target i don't know what that answer is but energetically i didn't have the container in that space whatever it looked like i may have thought i did but the universe gave me 13 people so i welcomed those 13 people right we That's rock right. and roll And we will rock and roll the next time. But when I say this is what you're ready for. Right. And that's
1: the thing. That's the, that's the crazy thing. And you know, like back in the day when I was just starting this business, like I wanted a hundred people. I am so grateful. I did not get a (laughs) hundred. Yes. (laughs) I am so grateful. (laughs) I was like, Thank you, God. You, you know, could have that have
0: messed, up, that they I could have messed up, up. brand. Or oh,
1: my God, my or... ugly. my, it was just not good. Yes. But now I have the hindsight to look back and be able to see that in the hindsight and say how not ready I was for those 100 people. Today, I easily get 100 people signing up to things. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's just, It's so different, you know, but now I can hold the energetic space and the energy for that and be so proud of the work that I put out. And I think that's the that's
0: the that's the shift, isn't it? Mm When I was and it doesn't like I said, it, it doesn't come easy. It's still a work in progress, but just being I've had to detach from the outcome. I've just had to go like, it is what it will be. Again, as long as I'm still, don't be wrong, I'm still doing that outer work of the doing. I'm still, of course, sitting on my sales page. I'm still setting up the ads. I'm still doing the doing. But I lean into more of that internal going, is it fun? Am I in alignment? Does it light me up? Is this going to help people? Is it contributing my dreams? Okay, well, yes. Have we put systems in place? Yes. Have we taken action? Yes. Again, I'll get what is given to me right? Like the right people will come to me um, in that space that, you know, I've carved out for them. So again, it wasn't always like that. I've had to work on that, especially over the last couple of years. Um, But it does take people a little bit off guard when they're like, why can you just be so detached? And I'm like, but why couldn't you? Why do you have to be attached, right? So it's an interesting yeah. conversation for sure.
1: I now think for- definitely. And I mean, practicing of detachment is is definitely a sp- spiritual principle. Mm-hmm. And I think we as humans, we, we you know, one of the biggest things that I would definitely say is responsible for some of my biggest coding. And what I mean by coding is like, what level of life are you coding for? What, what are you reaching your goals? Are you coding for your goals and things? And I would definitely see that, Um, what are you making things mean? Because the biggest problem that we have as human beings is that we make everything mean something. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like if you got those 13 people, you could make it mean that you were terrible at business. You're not Mm -hmm. terrible at business. It's far from it. Mm -hmm. You still, you know, instead of the gratitude of 13 people signed up, you know, this is something. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we do is we hold ourselves back by the meaning that we attach. Yes. Yes to lots of different things and when we detach we create a conduit inside of ourselves our inner feminine energetics that just allows for smoother transitions to the next phase of life and the next phase of life and the next phase of life but what jams that conduit up is all our own little meanings on things we we decide you know well what does you know what does this mean or or oh my God, well I I put a masterclass out and I didn't get many people assigned. Oh my goodness, this means this. And we make it all mean lots of different things and it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest one is the money, right? We we make money mean so many different things, don't Mm -hmm. we? Um Mm -hmm. if we don't have any, we make it mean that we're a terrible person. If we have some, we make it mean that we're rich but we can go to the other extreme if you have money we can make it mean that we're now a terrible person and Mm -hmm. and things like that and no it just means you have money or you don't have money like that's all it means it just (laughs) means what it is but we attach it and attach these
0: other meanings that are not even true I also think that there's something to be said about the universe is always listening right Mm -hmm. uh you might not believe it you might not think it but you know there's many examples that i could give but one of my clients recently when we start working with her and we start looking at her like ideal client and what she was doing i was like listen i was like when you talk about this this is your body posture and this is your language but when you talk about this cohort of people you sit up taller you're more articulate you're more confident do you think your ideal client is actually who and so she's like actually no you're right She's like, I've been trying to create this business around the wrong ideal client. And she's like, and it makes sense that I'm attracting the wrong people. They're then leaving. I'm getting shitty. So she messaged me the other day and she said, and you're not going to believe this. She said, three of my past clients have said they're no longer continuing with me. I said, okay. And I said, the universe is giving you exactly what you want. And she's like, but I've just lost my money. And I said, not forever. You haven't. The universe is listening to what we've been putting in place. The universe heard that you, right? These people aren't working for you. They're not lighting you up. They're just decleaning, cleaning, right? Or cleaning out those people to make way Literally, for the new Bye, people. Felicia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. And she's <laughs> thank like, oh. you, thank you so much for being in my life, but bye bye. <laughs> exactly. And she was like, oh, she's like, you're right. She's like, they're just paving the way for where I'm going. And I'm like, yes, right? But again, she's got a pretty solid like mindset and she kind of gets it. But some of my new ones who are in that startup phase, they're not quite there yet to receive that. Right. So that's why these conversations today are so important, because. Some of this may have been like how I was when I first started hearing these things, like what the fuck are these people talking about? I don't get it, right? But I'm about planting the seeds for people, planting the seeds for them to have something new to look at, planting the seeds about the feminine energetic side of things and not just the masculine energy side of things, planting the seeds about your higher levels of consciousness and what that looks like and everything in between. So I can't appreciate you enough, uh, Joanna, being able to come on and to share some that leave uh, you
1: with one piece of wisdom which yeah. I love this planting the seeds I say to my clients and my students we are farmers of energy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the only piece of energy that traditionally is celebrated is bringing home the harvest mm-hmm. so that's when you're nailing it you're making bank you're doing all the things right and it's bringing home the harvest and it's the only piece of energy that people think matters in an online business but it is actually the planting of the seeds and it has three stages I say it's the planting of the seeds the tending of young shoots Mm -hmm. and then bringing home harvest but we've Mm -hmm. got to remember there is no harvest if there is no planting of seeds Mm -hmm. there is no tending of young shoots Um, And those two are so important in order to bring home a healthy harvest. And yet Mm -hmm. we praise bringing home the harvest. When somebody hits that income goal, it's like, yay. But that is one piece because that person planted good seeds, tended young shoots, nurtured the seeds, Mm -hmm. and then they got to bring home the harvest. But if we're so focused on just bringing home harvest in, in business, The crops eventually die because no one's
0: planting any more seeds. But you also, really, I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but you at the beginning you talked about bringing home the harvest. But when you Mm -hmm. started talking about you know planting of the seeds and then the shoots, you said you bring home a healthy harvest, and that to me also resembles not burning out, right? You've put mechanisms in place for that self care, that self love. Whereas when you're just bringing home the harvest, that's when I typically see the highest burnout the highest stress there's also normally some level of financial pressure because they've like wasted so much money on ads just because they brought home the harvest doesn't mean it's a profitable harvest they've just yeah. right and there's more layers to that but i really like that distinction between the healthy harvest versus just the harvest right yeah and- you've got
1: to plant good seeds for that i always say if the energy's not baked in at the beginning it's sure as hell not going to show up at the end right mm-hmm. so i in my thing that i run by everything is will this bring me ease will it bring me joy will it bring me flow Mm -hmm. and if I get one no then I don't do the project if Mm -hmm. I get three yeses I call it being green lighted whatever Mm -hmm. I'm working on gets full go-ahead in my company and my business so all of our ease, joy and flow from the beginning to the end. And that way we make sure we align with the energy that we want as an end result. You know, are you building your business for a hard slog or are you building your business to live the life of ease, joy and flow?
0: They're so good, so good. Now for those individuals out there that are like, I need a little bit more Joanna in my life. I need, I'm a little bit more curious. I need to learn a little bit more. What's happening in 2022 and how can people connect with you? so come and connect with me on
1: Facebook I'm aging myself there but I, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Facebook <laughs> so you can come and connect with me on Facebook or my community be magic on Facebook as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I um that's where I hang out the most or you can get me on my website which is joannahunter.com mm-hmm. and um yeah, come and join me in my world every month without fail. I do a free masterclass. So I give high value or pour as much into those free masterclasses as I do in, um, as I do in, in, my um, paid for programs. Mm-hmm. I don't do any paid for advertisement at all in my business. So mm-hmm. I, um, so those master classes are a great way to get to know me, to get to know what I'm all about, and things like that. So, yeah, just make sure you you look out for those. You'll see them on my socials. We always advertise them there. But um, yeah, as I say, we don't
0: run any paid for ads in our business. No, fantastic. And for those listeners out there, I've got one final question. Like I like to ask the podcast guests. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business those many years ago?
1: Um, that is a juicy question. I would kindness to yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when I started at 23 years of age, I was not very kind to myself. I, I had a, quite a harsh inner critic. So nothing I did in my own head was good enough. And I think, Don't ever underestimate the kindness of
0: your own kindness to yourself. Mm -hmm. Love it. Kindness, be kind to yourself. Always hindsight, such a good thing, isn't it? But again, we learned those lessons along the way. And before we sign off, just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes uh, for this episode at angelanderson.com.au. I'll make sure that I add Joanna's Instagram link, her Facebook link and her website so you've got easy accessibility to be able to connect with Joanna. And for you amazing human who have been here today to plant those seeds, get ready for the shoot and get ready for a healthy harvest. I hope you have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again. And so much for your time today, Joanna. Thank you so much for having me on the show,
1: and I can't wait for it to air and I'll share it with my audience. Dude, so fun. Thanks so much,
0: Joanna. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations Podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au